Welcome to the podcast of Fellowship Church in Dallas, Pennsylvania. To find out more about Fellowship Church, visit fellowshipefc.org. Hello, welcome to the podcast of Fellowship Church. My name is Frank Yamrick, and I'll be hosting our conversation today. I thank you for joining us. We are talking about church planning, and I'm excited to welcome our guests, Pastor Mark Ramirez and Stephen Anderson. Um, Mark, can you introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Um, so, um, as, as Frank said, I'm uh, Pastor Mark Ramirez. I'm the lead pastor of Fellowship Church, and um, I've been here at uh, Fellowship since uh, 2006 and excited about the uh, opportunities that um, are before us now with, uh, with church planting. And Stephen? I'd like to introduce yourself as well. Thanks. And I'm Stephen Anderson. I'm the newest member on staff here at Fellowship Church. And I've been uh, in that position for about a month now. So it's brand new and excited to be here and, and talk about that some more. You know, as a church, we are doing something new and exciting. It's church planning. And we wanted to have this conversation to dig into that topic a little more deeply. We are going to talk about what church planning is and what it means for us as a church. But first, Stephen already mentioned he's kind of the newest one here. So I would like to give him an opportunity to tell a little bit more about himself. You know, how did you come to believe in Jesus? How did you come to the pastoral ministry? Now, I came to know the Lord uh, at six years old as a kid. Um, I'm 36 now, so I've been 30 years walking with the Lord, which is kind of crazy when I think about that. Um, but my parents both grew up in church, but they came to know the Lord when they were in college before they got married. And so my siblings and I grew up in a household that was a Christian household. Um, the church my parents uh, came from was not really strong on the gospel and they had stayed there and wanted to kind of help move that along. But when my older siblings and I came along, they wanted us to go to a church where we would hear the gospel. So they switched to uh, uh, an e-free church that was in my hometown and that's where I grew up. So I heard the gospel from a young age and understood what Jesus had done for me. So I remember at six, putting my trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins. And at that young age, even feeling the weight of guilt removed. And so I walked with the Lord from that point, uh, had a great uh, background, you know, Bible teaching in the church and ministries and all those kind of things and continue to walk with the Lord. Um, I, I initially felt the call into ministry. When I was a senior in high school, actually, one of my mentors and somebody who I'd worked with in ministry had <clears throat> um, asked me the question, have you ever thought about being a pastor? And at that point, I had not ever considered that, but I started thinking about it. And that was the point where God uh, began to open my heart to that idea. And then uh, through college years growing and, and thinking about that, I then went on to seminary at Moody Theological Seminary and got a Master of Divinity in Pastoral Studies. And through that process, uh, God confirmed those gifts through the church and through professors and different ministry opportunities that I had. And so I uh, felt that confirmation. So after I graduated, God called me to pastor Mount Pleasant Bible Church in southeastern Michigan. And so uh, Keisha and I moved there and we uh, were living there and I pastored the church for, for seven years and again saw God's confirmation through preaching his word, shepherding his people, and um, really experienced the joys and the challenges of pastoral ministry. And so that's kind of the very short uh, version of my story of walking with the Lord. 
So how did this your know, history of being in the pastorate trans transition into uh, the idea of a church planning? Yeah, uh, last year, um, through my wife's work, the Lord brought us to northeastern Pennsylvania. And um, through that transition, we felt like it was the right time to transition from the ministry where I was serving as a pastor. And and so she found a, a job position here. So we moved out here. And in that transition, I decided after seven years of pastoral ministry to just take advantage of the change and take a sabbatical. So I set aside a couple of months to just rest, reflect, seek the Lord, pray, um, reflect on what I had learned in seven years as a pastor about myself, about ministry, about my gifts and calling and seek the Lord about what his direction would be for us now that we had moved uh, to this location. And in that process, I started thinking about uh, specifically two churches that had a huge impact in my life. Uh, one being Fellowship Church, as we came back here, uh, this is a church where my wife Keisha grew up, and so we just were attending during that kind of seeking period, and I was just thankful for that. Uh, it's also the church where um, my wife was baptized, it's a church where we got married, and so I was just thinking about how much Fellowship uh, Church has made a, a huge impact in my life, and then also the church that I grew up at as a kid, which is uh, Christ Community Church and Epre Church and Ames, Iowa. And uh, of course, that's where I, you know, in Sunday school, learned about the Lord, learned about the gospel. I was discipled there. I was baptized there. I served an internship there. First time I had served as a deacon there, felt the calling to pastoral ministry there. Uh, that's where Keisha and I met when she was in college. And all of that, I was just thinking about how impactful those two local bodies of believers had been in my life. And uh, I, I started thinking about an interesting fact that uh, the church I grew up at was planted by a group of believers about 20 years prior to my parents starting to attend. And Fellowship Church was started about 20 years prior to my wife's family starting to attend. And I started thinking about those groups of people who came together in those various places who decided to start a church. And how much impact that had on my life, as well as the lives of all the other people who are affected by those ministries. And I just started thinking about the importance of the local church in a community. And what if those people had not followed the Lord and had not planted those churches, how much different my life would be. And so I started thinking about that fact. What if uh, God was leading me to plant a church since he had brought us to a particular place and I was looking for uh, ministry opportunities, and God had confirmed over the last seven years my calling to pastoral ministry. I started to think about it that way and and started thinking and praying and looking and having some conversations with Pastor Mark uh, to see about the openness of that. And then discussions with uh, the Eastern District of the EFCA Church about what that could possibly look like and having wide open doors from their perspective of this relationship and church planting. And so we started considering that even more. And then I uh, talked with Pastor Mark and uh, he presented that idea or that thought to the elders of Fellowship Church um, to have them pray about it and consider it. Because the, through this whole process, I've been thinking about um, and wanting to follow, I think, what's the biblical pattern. And that is 
ministry and calling are confirmed by the body of Christ, by the local church. And so if this feeling that I had about planting a church that really was from the Lord, that he would confirm that through the church. Um, and, and also the idea that individuals don't plant churches, churches plant churches. So I'm not just going out to plant a church, but the church is doing it. And so I needed that confirmation. And uh, over the summer, God brought that. And so that's kind of what's brought us uh, to this place of moving into planting a church. Okay, and I'd like to hear maybe from Pastor Mars' perspective as well. On what, why do you think God is calling us as a church to, to be active in the church planning? Well, um, a lot of it really does stem from how things started. As, as Stephen mentioned, um, in our initial conversations together, we were talking as uh, you know, two pastors um, about just what you know what it is that God was leading uh, Stephen to do, and so in those initial conversations, that's kind of how those they were started. We were just really talking about you know how was the Lord leading Stephen and Keisha, and since they were here at Fellowship. And at right now, this is where God had them, you know, since he, since he left Michigan, um, he was coming to, they were attending this church. So coming to me just in terms of this is, this was the church they were, they were in at the time and where, you know, how would God, how would God be leading them? And so initially our, our conversations um, as, as we were talking about different pastoral opportunities um, and, um, you know, what God might be, how God might be leading Stephen, I, I was encouraging him to pursue as many options as possible to see where God would open a door or, or close a door. And one of those was through the EFCA because we're a part of the EFCA. And so I, I said that, um, be good for him to talk with, um, some people there. He already had done that. He already had talked to at least a couple people, but, he ended up having a conversation with our district uh, superintendent about kind of where he was and what he was thinking and the idea of church planting, just because it seemed like even though there were opportunities for Stephen to pursue that would have fulfilled a ministry job, he wasn't really just looking for a ministry job. He was looking for something that he really felt God was calling him to. And so through that conversation, um, what uh, what his name is Tony, the guy that that uh, Stephen was talking to, ended up saying, "Well, you know, you you really need if you're going to pursue or think about church planting, you really need to have a good relationship with the church, a place you know that knows you, that kind of is this you know believes the same and is kind of senior pastoral gifts, and you know that would and just the way he was describing that." really sounded like the relationship that Stephen and Keisha already have with fellowship. And he didn't necessarily know that. And so he said, um, you know, you should really have a conversation. You know, have you talked about, about this with uh, pastor Mark and, and fellowship. And um, at the time, um, you know, we hadn't had that conversation because at the, at the time we were just really talking about different ways that God might be leading him and just praying about it. And, and really just, you know, seeking the Lord for it. So when he came back and talked for the first time, we had a conversation about, 
He really feels like God is leading him in church planting, but to really do that, you really need to have, um, you know, a, a church uh, because the churches are the ones that plant churches, as Stephen mentioned. Um, and the relationship that he and Keisha have with fellowship, with the deep roots that Keisha and her family have here, and some of the things that Stephen already mentioned, for the EFs from the EFCA perspective, that just made a lot of sense. And they were like, "Well, you should." It sounds like you already got that in place. You should really talk about that. So when we talked about it for the first time, it started to really feel like, okay, this is not something that we have really been planning to do as a church, but it sounds like God may be working in ways that we didn't necessarily plan for or expect. And we want to be open to how he may be leading us as a church. And that's kind of how we started it. We, we didn't like make a decision in one of those conversations. Yep, we're doing it. It was more like, okay, wait a minute, this is something that, you know, God may be putting together here. We should pursue this and see where it goes. See, see if God closes doors, see how doors open. And what, as we pursued that uh, future conversations, um, the doors kept opening. Um, so we, you know, we had our first conversation together, Stephen and I, with the district superintendent and, that we left that with more confirmation, like, okay, that wasn't a closed door. That was a wide open door. Um, all right, let's have conversations with the elders and um, what God may be doing. And that's exactly how we approach it. Could you guys start praying about this and seeing if this is something that God may be doing? In the meantime, as I'm praying about it, after having had some of these conversations, I'm feeling more and more like, how could we not do this because it really seems like it's something God is doing and to not do it would be missing something that he's asking us to do, even though it wasn't something we had planned for. And so that's kind of how it, how it came about, even to where we are today. I really see it as a, just a continued walk of faith is taking steps forward as God continues to open, um, open doors. So hopefully that answers that. <laughs> that question. There's a lot to that answer. <laughs> now, Stephen has come on staff as a resident church planner, um, which is a term I was unfamiliar with. So maybe you can speak a little bit about what a resident church planner is. Yeah, that uh, that's, that's a term I wasn't familiar with too well either, not that long ago, <laughs> um, Frank. So yeah, that came about through the conversations we had with the district and um, they gave us a lot of input. I mean, this is what, this is one of the strengths of being part of the Evangelical Free Church of America and having uh, relationships with um, district leaders and, uh, you know, association of more than 1500 churches really gives us a lot of, a lot of experience um, and the EFCA has done a lot of church planting. And, um, and so they basically talked about the, uh, the, I guess the, the, the track or, or just the way they approach it, where you bring someone on as a resident church planter, um, who, someone who is going to be functioning in the local church that you're in, the sending church, and is going to be involved in pastoral ministry. Um, within that local church, while at the same time being prepared to be sent by that church um, 
and that sending would be, uh, you know, in in coordination with the timing of a uh, of the launch of of when that when that church plant would uh, would get started. So that essentially is how we're approaching this this church re- resident church planter is Stephen is here in the, as part of fellowship on staff as a resident church planter, which means he will be functioning as a staff member, being involved in uh, in ministry and in pastoral uh, responsibilities with the intention of in the future with not necessarily a specific timeline of being sent um, as a church planter from this church to uh, to pastor and to plant another church. Um, and uh, so we've been working on actually a, a job description of what that looks like, filling in the blanks, putting the meat on the bones there, and it's been coming together well. But that's in a nutshell kind of what it, what it's what it is. Okay. Um, you already mentioned that you, know, you wanted to see where God was leading and see how this was going. Um, you know, are you getting clear direction on why this is important for us to do as a church? Yeah, I think I think this is what's unique about Fellowship Church doing this. Um, where we are as a church, we've been certainly growing as a church um, numerically, as well as uh, I think spiritually and in, in terms of ministry reach and 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 you know just just in different measures. But part of that growth has really um, re- required us as a church to focus a lot of time and energy and resources even on um, on logistics and um, and campus and space and things like that those aren't necessarily bad things they're things you you need to do as the church grows but what I think has been unique about this opportunity is it's is it's given us the opportunity to focus on something that's very very different from those kinds of things uh, we're we're talking about, while we're in the midst of still looking to accommodate the growth that we've had and working on some things related to space and, um, and, and, and campus and things like that, now we have a very intentional effort to be very focused on being prepared to send someone um, out from our church uh, with the purpose of planting another church. So I think it just gives us another a minist- another a perspective of ministry vision that is not necessarily focused on us as a church, but focused more on the kingdom of God and what it is that God is doing. And so I think that's one of the reasons why it seems and feels very important for us as a church specifically to be involved in this. Yeah, so we have been talking about church planning, and you know it's a term that's familiar to the three of us. But Stephen, can you maybe just explain it? What is yeah. church planning? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it it doesn't have anything to do with shrubbery around the church or anything like that. Sometimes people have asked that question, but that image—that's where the term comes from. That image of planting something new. So church planting is when a local body of believers, a church, intentionally and strategically decide that they want to send out some people from their congregation to go into another community and to start a brand new church. 
Um, and the reason for that is because that local sending church, that's a terminology of sending church and then church plant, because the sending church believes in the centrality of the local church of the body of Christ to carry out the mission that Christ has given us as believers. And so they want to see a thriving gospel, full functioning church in that new community. And so it's intentional, it's strategic, and it's missional um, to, to strategically raise up leaders and send them out into a new location to plant a church there so that that community where the church plant is would have a good growing gospel witness. Um, and, and the best way to do that is, is through the local church. So that's what church planting is really all about. And how does church planting help us to deepen our understanding of what the, the church is? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, it it kind of comes from the terminology church planting. So I think church planting is the church, the universal church being what it's supposed to be. It's a, a the body that the Holy Spirit has called together of believers who he's gifted according to his will and brought together so that we would be equipped and built up for the work of ministry. And so church planting, sending people out to proclaim the gospel, to make disciples, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey all that Christ has commanded. That's the Great Commission. Um, and it deepens our understanding of the church because we recognize that that gathering of believers to do those things is central to God's mission in the world. And planting a church, <clears throat> even for those who are sending out, reminds us of our function. What's the purpose of the church? That, that Jesus Christ didn't create and isn't the head of just some uh, a, a bunch of disorganized, single-celled organisms. It's a body with different parts that God has put together with different uh, abilities, different roles, different spiritual gifts that he brings together in unique ways to carry out his mission. And so even though in a church plant, the sending church is only going to send out a tiny fraction of the people from the congregation to go plant the church, but all of the people in the sending church are reminded of that mission. They're reminded that we all have different gifts and talents and abilities that we should be using wherever God puts us in our local church for that mission. So in my case, God's called me and gifted me to be a pastor. What does that look like? Well, in this case, for me, it looks like planting a church and pastoring a church. But for others, it's serving. For uh, for some, it's leadership and administration. For others, it's giving and all those different kinds of things. And so even for those who are not called, which will be the majority of people who are not called to directly participate in the church plant, it's a reminder and an encouragement that they have been gifted in the body of Christ. So I think it just grows our understanding of how God is working in the world through the local church and the importance of that. And I think at this this time in uh, our culture, I think it's really important for people to be able to understand that, that it's about a local gathering of believers. And so it's important to have a local church in another place where people are together, building relationships and serving. And so this is an opportunity to just really deepen that and show that and show that commitment that that's what we're committed to as a body of Christ, to carrying out that mission 
and we'll do it in a sacrificial way, even to send out into another community uh, so that that gospel witness goes forward and the body of Christ and the kingdom of Christ grow. Somewhat of a simple question, but what is the goal of a church planning? I think I'd answer that. I think kind of touched on a little bit there, but the goal of church planting really is um, to carry out the Great Commission, um, to make disciples, uh, to baptize, and to teach them to obey all that God has commanded. And so really the goal of planting a new church in that community is to have a community of believers gathering in that place um, and to proclaim the gospel and reach the lost. So I often say it's not just the, the goal of church planting is not just to have a new church that's slick or different. It's not to just rearrange the believers in, in a different um, organization. The point of it is to go into that community and make a difference, be the light as they see believers loving each other, serving each other and serving the community. Then that community uh, can, can see the light of Christ and people in that community can come to Christ. So in our church planting efforts, <clears throat> the goal would be that we would see people come to know the Lord, that we would see believers in the body of Christ using their gifts to build one another up and equip each other for the work of ministry. The goal would be to see worship of God taking place and uh, the light to shine and to transform a community that um, the nations would be discipled. So that's that's the goal. I, I think also um, the the goal of church planting and even like the question of what is church planting, as you answered those, one of the things that clearly comes into focus is uh, it helps even, I think, believers understand that um, the, that God's uh, way or primary way in which he is accomplishing his uh, mission given to believers is in and through the local church. Um, and, and I think that's an important thing for every believer to understand that we're all supposed to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Uh, it, the, the vision wasn't for one person to just go and say, I'm going to go do this in this location by myself. Um, there, but that there would be a connection to a body of believers that has been assembled in a God, uh, in a biblical way, um, in a God glorifying way, a, 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 you know, a group of believers that are, that are preaching the word of God, that are, that are, um, that are having communion and baptizing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that are bringing in uh, new members, that are uh, helping people come, uh, come to faith, that are doing the things that the church does. And so I, I think it when when people start to really understand what church planting is, it actually does help them also clarify what the what the church is, which we've kind of already mentioned. But I do think that's that's a great benefit, even for the sending church, um, as you mentioned, Stephen. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And maybe you want to speak a little bit about how this uh, relates to our, our church's focus on missions as well. Yeah, I think a lot of it is related to those things that we've we've just said um, about being sent uh, for one, um, and the church understanding its role 
Um, but I think it fits squarely in our focus on mission because the focus is the, the necessity and centrality of the local church, of a body of believers gathered together, as Pastor Mark, you just said. <clears throat> it's not about a lone wolf or somebody just saying, God called me to this, or I'm on mission, and I'm just going to go do this outside of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is what Jesus uh, established, what he's the head of, and is God's plan for reaching the world. There is no other second option. And so all of mission is rooted in that. And, and sometimes um, you hear missionaries or mission organizations or even individual Christians who, you know, say, well, I have a mission, but I don't necessarily have a church. You know, this mission is my, um, is kind of my thing that I do for the Lord. And, and that's really not a biblical perspective because the biblical perspective is all of that stuff functions within a church. Now the mission, of course, goes out. It's to go to the ends of the earth, but it has to be rooted in that as a church. And so I think it's really cool to have as a part of the mission, this project, if I can call it that, or this mission to plant a church. And um, and it focuses us on that reality that that's really what we should go, what we should be doing. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul when he was sent out, Paul and Barnabas were sent out, they were sent out from the church in Acts 13. And if you think about what the Apostle Paul was doing, he was planting churches and that's why in Titus 1, when he sends Titus to Crete, he says, set, you know, the work that's unfinished, complete all of that in all the churches in Crete, because it's a church planning movement. So even something we would think of biblically as very evangelistic, what is Paul doing? He's not setting up mission stations. He's establishing churches as he's going into places where the gospel has never been preached. And so this is an opportunity to highlight that. I think it's something that people may not really think of naturally when they think of church planting, but it is a mission because the, you know, the goal is to go into a community and to shine the light of Christ there to proclaim the gospel. And what better way to do that? Really what other way to do that is there than to be the body of Christ in that local area? So I think it, it fits within the mission. It also highlights that idea of missions, whether it's, sending a short-term team across uh, you know, across the globe to connect with the church and serve them, or whether it's uh, a group going to the next community and planting a church. Yeah, it seems, it seems to me to clarify the, um, the, the church planting, it, it does bring some clarity even to a church better understanding the role of missions, because you know, that's what churches like our church. We have a missions uh, team. We have a missions budget. We have missionaries. But one of the things we're always trying to do is help our church understand how all that works and what it all means. It's not, in other words, I'm a part of fellowship, but I have no idea what's going on. But I don't need to understand that because that's you know, that's the missions team. That's well, we have to help. We have to help that, and um, so that the congregation feels a part of it. And I think one of the things that church planting does is, is in what we're doing, we're actually kind of giving them even a model to see, oh yeah, this is kind of what we do with our missionaries. It's the same thing. We don't, a missionary is sent um, from our church um, or supported through our church. And there's a process for that where, the, where there's an accountability in and through the local church. And we pray for them 
and we support them financially and we encourage them. And there's other things going on that we're doing that are all part of this, but it's not a disconnect. It's, it's connected. And in the same way, I see the church plant because people see churches pop up and they probably wonder, oh, I wonder if a pastor just moved into the area and decided to start that church. Well, that hopefully not. Like hopefully, hopefully there's somebody that they're being sent by that there's accountability to. And, and that's kind of what I think this, this does. I think you've, you've spoken to my next question already a lot, but uh, just a quick explanation. What's the difference between a church plant and a church split? I have a, a kind of a, I guess, a, a metaphor that I think helps explain the difference between those two things. I think it's kind of like the difference between um, a, a, like a, a child being kicked out of a home and a, a, a child getting raised up and getting sent out to um, to go off on their own and, and start out um, because a church plant is intentional and deliberate. Um, it's strategic, it's prayed about, it's all those kind of things. Whereas a church split is really about um, people in the body of Christ not getting along and not agreeing. And there's some kind of difference. There's some kind of um, split split going on there there's some kind of division and one group just says well we can no longer be with this other group so we're just going to go start two churches because of that disagreement for whatever reason whereas church planting is deliberately sending out um, a group a core group of people with the blessing of the sending church with the support of the sending church with the prayers of the sending church to go and be intentional and strategic just like pastor mark was saying just now, just like you would a missionary, that you would send them out. It's, it's not it's not fundamentally based on a disagreement. And I think a big part of that difference is is the the leading of the Holy Spirit, that when we're following what the Lord is wanting us to do, as Pastor Mark said toward the beginning of how we even came to this point, if we're following the promptings of the Spirit of God, we're thinking about what is his mission, what should we be doing? Whereas a lot of times church split is more focused on us. You know, what do I dislike? Um, differences and distractions, and it and is really a, a negative thing. Whereas church planting is intentional, strategic, and it's it's such a positive example of what it means to be sacrificial in terms of sending and supporting, and what it means to be the body of Christ. Yeah, and I think it's a uh, I think it's a great question, and I think it's one that people should understand uh, because. Unfortunately, a lot of people have become uh, very uh, familiar with church splits um, and not as familiar with church plants. And the reality is the biblical model is not church split. It's church plant. <laughs> but more people are familiar with the church split. And that's not necessarily a, a positive uh, thing uh, about 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 the church. So. So another good reason for our church to be engaged in this is we're we're allowed we're allowing ourselves to be a part of something that is that is biblical in terms of how churches multiply. Um, they don't multiply through disagreement and I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. Um, they multiply uh, through the intentional all the things that Stephen just said all those things being very intentional, deliberate, prayed over, and um, with the hope of having a local body of believers existing, you know, long into the future 
where God is being glorified, the word of God is being preached, the gospel is being preached, people are getting saved, their lives are being transformed, they're getting baptized, they're, they're having communion. Those, that's, that's God glorifying. Those are, that's what God has called us to do. And so um, understanding the difference and getting excited about that difference is, uh, I, th- I think, really important for especially the sending church, because then the church that gets launched I think will already have that as part of their DNA. They'll already have that mindset of, yeah, that's what we do. We, that's what how that's how we started. Of course, we're going to think that way in the future. We want to do the same. We want to we want to send out and eventually plant. Um, and yeah, so just a big difference for sure. And that's one of the things I'm excited about with what we talked about before about the resident church planter aspect of this, because that resident time of being a part of the sending church, me being a part of fellowship church and serving is really about uh, making that clear Um, because it's it's also not just, okay, you want to go plant a church. That's great. You know, go do that next week. We're happy for you. But it's really about us integrating into this body of Christ so that when the sending happens, um, it, it is, you know, in, in that full participation um, and with that full blessing and full understanding of exactly what we're doing. And so I love that that ability to do that and the teaching part of that, because everybody should be excited about this. Every person at Fellowship Church, when that time comes, should be able to feel like we did something with, you know, through the power of the Lord and through his leading our church, we did something really cool and really unique. And, and um, it should be exciting for them to be able to share that and even maybe talk to people about that and say, you know, to explain those differences, what it means when we're following the Lord and we're serving together as the body of Christ, that, you know, your church didn't split. You in, you intentionally did this. You sent those people out and resourced them to go and do this thing. And the answer is yes, because that's what God has called us to. And that's what he's about. So I'm really excited about that aspect of it. It's such a positive thing. Um, and it's exciting to be kind of right here at the beginning of it, thinking about what that's going to be as the timeline moves forward. And I think seeing that total difference between the bitterness and the hurtfulness of a split versus the joy and excitement of intentionally sending out to, um, to, to bring the gospel and to worship the Lord. Yeah, you had mentioned when the time comes, and it, it doesn't sound like it's tomorrow or next week. Uh, what, what is your timeline? What, what, what are we looking at? at least theoretically. <laughs> yeah, it, that it not being tomorrow or next week is correct. And that's kind of what we know. Uh, the timeline is really uh, in, you know, in in the determination of as the Lord moves, it's really hard to put that time on it. But we're talking about years, you know, in terms of rather than even months. Um, so probably uh, 24 months, something like that before a, a launch would happen. But it's even hard to put a specific date on it because we have to, you know, all these things that we have to do. And especially in this situation, because it's something that the Lord has brought all of us to um, pretty recently. It's not something that, as Pastor Mark said, that we were like really planning on and looking for all of this. So that that leads to that too. So there's a lot of um, explanation has to go. There's a lot of figuring different things out, but uh, the launch is is probably that time frame away. And that, you know, time will be adjusted depending on how the Lord puts those things together. But that's that's kind of the timeline that we're looking at. 
Um, and I think that speaks again to uh, the wisdom of the leadership of Fellowship Church of wanting to make sure that this relationship is strengthened and that this all of this is communicated and we really have time to build it and um, see who else the Lord may be calling to, to be a part of that. Yeah, and I think the 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 when you think of 24 months as a launch, and you think, okay, that's a long time from now. What you have to realize is if you're if you're launching, let's just say in September of 2024, um, it's not like everything remains the same until September of 24. The beginning of 2024, things are starting to really shift and change in terms of the role of the church planter, what we're doing as a church and what they're doing, so that there's this very gradual um kind of heading towards launch. And so um, it you you feel that as a church. So it doesn't, once that starts to happen, it almost starts to feel like that, oh, we must be at that 24 months, but we're not. We're just we're just heading towards it. And that that period can be six months of of okay, we we've got a date, we've got we we think we have these other things covered and now we're really moving towards this. Um, so it, it's, it's just, it's, it's the, it's a timeline of where you're gradually, uh, moving towards launch, but as you get closer and closer, things start to change and the dynamic changes and the, and the things you're doing, um, change. And so it feels much more like you're accomplishing and moving towards it more so than just you're waiting two years before anything even happens. It's, it's not like that. It's, very, it's a very gradual, um, productive process. So do you have a location in mind? Um, kind of like the timeline question, the location question is also a little bit um, hard to specifically nail down, which might seem a little bit interesting because it's like you're planning a church in a community. Don't you know what community it is? Um, but Part of that is through the way that the Lord leads in terms of that. And so a lot of people have asked me this question and, and very often I'll say, you know, um, it could be anywhere, you know, it could be wherever the, the Lord decides, but what we're thinking, you know, at this stage, because of where God has put Keisha and I and where he's led us and he's put us in this place, um, we seem to be, you know, kind of thinking at this stage uh, where we are, that it, it would be maybe something in the boundary uh, between Columbia County and Luzerne County, uh, somewhere in that range. Now, we put kind of a big target because we don't necessarily know exactly how that's going to come together, as Pastor Mark was just saying, as that process moves along. Obviously, before we launch, we're going to know where we're launching. And so that, again, it continues to grow. So it's kind of a thing that just keeps growing and growing. I often say that uh, church planting is like a teenager growing up, you know, that there's really, ra there's rapid growth and development. And it's kind of that interesting stage between they want independence and being on their own. And then you're getting to the point where then they, you know, they're adults and now they're off on their own. That's kind of what church planting is like. And so you think about that rapid change and that growth, but that's the area that we're, that we're thinking of. Um, and so it's, in that sense, it's different than some church plants could be sending somebody out to go and plant a church in another country. Um, 
some church plants in large cities, they go and send a church to another community or neighborhood within that city. And what we're looking at is, is kind of that neighboring community um, from where we are here, but that's the general region that we're looking at. And those things will clarify much more as we move forward. Yeah, we live in the area of the U.S. where there are a lot of small churches throughout the counties that we're talking about. Um, if somebody would ask you, why would you start a new church? How would you answer them? Yeah, it's also a great question. Um, the answer to that question, I think, first and foremost for me, is is, is God's leading. So, if, you know, the, the church, the global church, that's that's God's project. That's Jesus Christ is head of that church. And so his leading with that. Um, and then also that reality that we need to have healthy, biblical, uh, God-honoring, Bible-teaching churches that are equipping people. Um, and that's even the case in the United States. Uh, that's definitely the case in Northeast PA. Um, <clears throat> the statistics in our area are that less than 3% of people in our county self-identify as evangelical Christians. Uh, that's a very small amount. So there's there's a huge need for that. And God's mission is carried out through the local churches. So uh, even in our area, there is that need for that. Um, and again, as God has placed us here, um, and I'm seeking to follow the Lord with what is he, what's he gifted me for? What has he called me to in the body of Christ? How do I employ those gifts for the building up and equipping of the saints? And that's where that, that um, seems to be the case. So there's, there's definitely a need. Um, and interestingly, uh, the statistics show that church plants in their first 10 years of existence tend to reach people that established churches don't. Um, and that's, I think, in part because church plants, by nature, they have to focus on growing, they have to focus on reaching out to people and that kind of thing. So even if there are lots of churches, there's an opportunity a new church is going to reach people that an established church may not. And as God equips those believers and sends them out, then he's equipped them to reach a community and reach those believers. So again, I think it's an effective outreach opportunity to plant a church, and then it changes that community for generations as the church moves forward. Just like in my story, 20 years after the church was planted, um, I was ministered to by that church. And so you think about that within a local community, to have that gospel witness can make such a difference and impact in the lives of people in that community for years to come. I think another, um, another fact that, uh, is probably uh, just not really uh, either remembered or recognized by, by most Christians is where we are right now. I think the, uh, I was thinking about just Pew Research uh, data that I had recently seen, and it would be this year, is that um, evangelical churches, churches in America are closing faster than they're being replicated and planted. So, there we're not we do have a lot of churches but churches are are declining in terms of of size and in terms of just how many there are 
Um, and I mean, any, I think anybody listening to this can probably relate to that. If they just look at their town, they could probably see church buildings that are no longer churches. Um, why? Because somebody else took over and you're using it as a business or they turned it into this or they turned it into that. Um, we are seeing a lot of that. And so the need for a community of believers in a local geographical area um, gathering together in community, preaching the gospel, doing the things that the local church does is absolutely something that is needed everywhere. And part of everywhere would include, uh, you know, Northeast PA and Pennsylvania and United States of America, even as well as Africa and other places. So, Stephen, are you planning to have a church planning team or would you have oversight and leadership from the fellowship elder team? Our plan is to have a core team of people. So, again, as we develop this, as we talk about it, as we seek the Lord about it, that um, that through the church, through those conversations, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, through prayer through the wisdom of the church that God would lead a group of people who would say, yeah, this is, this is something we feel like that God is leading us to do, to be uh, a core team of people who would then be planning and making those plans as Pastor Mark talked about for that period leading up to the, to launch, to prepare the launch again, because um, though I'm a church planter, I'm not planting a church. You know, people don't plant churches, but the church is planting a church. So the idea of kind of sending is the idea that what you're sending out is not just one person, but also sending out a core team that is a church. Um, and so that's the plan. And that's the goal to have those people who um, God has led and indicated that they would, they want to be a part of that. So in this process, there would be oversight uh, from fellowship church as we go along that's that's part of the benefit until the launch aspect when we are uh, a, a fully fledged uh fully developed church that is doing all the functions of a church of gathering together worshiping the lord taking communion doing baptisms um shepherding all that kind of stuff um then we would be functioning on our own now there may be a point where if that core team there are not initially enough elder qualified men to constitute uh, leadership, there may be a period where we would be under the oversight of fellowship church, if that's the case. But the goal would be that if God brings that together, that wouldn't need to happen. But that's part of the the benefit of having the strong relationship and a strong sending church is at no point are we just an orphan or we just off doing our own thing. But we have that biblical structure of elder leadership uh, and oversight. Um, but yeah, the goal would be to have that core team and hopefully um, a group of elder qualified men who would be able to take that role. And even if that's the case, there may be, you know, there may be some uh, benefit from having some communications and having some help and some partnership. And that's one of the other benefits. Uh, once the, 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 the church is planted, then you have a daughter church or a sister church, however you want to say it. Uh, and then you have those relationships. And so there could be part of that. But the idea is for, for a core team to kind of form throughout this process before the launch that would then constitute the new church that's being sent out. Do you have an idea what this ideal 
core church planning team would look like? I think my ideal for that would be to have a group of people who are uh, who understand what the church is and understand what church planting is and really feel uh, the strong conviction that this is what God has called them to. Um, I'd rather have a smaller group of people who really understand the challenges of planting a church, understand the mission of planting a church, and understand you know the sacrifice that they're making um, to that commitment. So I think that would be part of the idea would be having a group of people who have that commitment. I think a diverse group of people, again, as we talked about, the body of Christ is about the different parts. You know, if your whole body was an eye or your whole body is an ear, it suffers quite a lot. And so a diverse group of people who have different giftings, who are able to serve and minister and complement each other uh, to carry out the work of a church. Um, and so a, a diverse group of gifts in the body of Christ, I think, would be part of that ideal uh, as well. So I think those are kind of the main things. Um I wouldn't want it to be, sometimes it can just be kind of one of those things like, oh, this is a new cool ministry thing that we're doing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want it to just be that because even though it is new and it is cool, it's also difficult. It's also a challenge. And so you want to be able to count the cost uh, and and then be all together, kind of pulling together as a team. And and so that would be, that would be it. But otherwise, um, it's really... You know, I, I would think probably that there would be some people who God is calling who would maybe initially think, I could never do that. Um, and I think that's just because that's often how the Lord works when he initially calls us to that. So I think it would be cool to have some some of those stories about how God has led people and developed them in that sense. Um, but I think that's really what that core team would, would be. And, and hopefully to have people who'd be able to fill all the different roles that you need to have in a church. And I think specifically to the area of evangelism, um, because that is one of the main goals of planting a church would be to reach people in the community so that, that God would lead us to specific people who have connections in whatever community we end up in so that they can open doors and specific people who are gifted in both personal evangelism and also equipping others for evangelism, I think would be some of those key components. But it's exciting to see how the Lord puts it together. Yeah, I would think the um, another another really important uh, criteria or aspect of the members of this team <clears throat> are going to be people who have who really have a strong understanding of the vision of of the church plant and have really have really grabbed a hold of that. Um, I think you brought out already, Stephen, some of the potential pitfalls or dangers of of the court, the planting team, whatever this core team is, because um, it's it can't like there's a lot of there are a lot of exciting aspects to it that can't be the driving force as to why somebody wants to do it. Um, <clears throat> it really has to be. I get the vision of what it is that we're trying to do. And I know there's going to be difficulty in accomplishing that vision in this context, but I'm committed to it and I'm here to help support that. As opposed to, I have a really, since this is going to be small and I get to be on the ground floor, 
I'd really like to make sure that this church is kind of what I want it to be. This is going to give me an opportunity. That's not what you want on, on this team. And talking to other pastors who've had church plants that have not gone well, that's part of the reason. So it's a really important process of determining who is going to be a part of this, who gets the vision, <clears throat> really understands uh, what it's all about, and, um, and, and understands that this is a, uh, a marathon and not a sprint. Um, anybody who's looking for the first 12 months to have, you know, the double in size and, you know, all these other things, it, this, we're, we're a church existing to accomplish uh, supernatural things in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to do that until Christ return. So we're, we're not trying to get it all done in three years. Like, so I think, I think it's a great question. And I think it's, it's some, it's an area that will need a lot of prayer and a lot of preparation. And part of the reason why, when you ask the question of how long is this going to take, it's why we're not telling you it's going to be six months. I mean, you can't, I don't think you can even assess a, a core team in that, in that time period to really, to really know what you're dealing with. So that's why, that's why this is, this won't be rushed. It'll be, it'll be something that we are looking at very, very intentionally and deliberately. So and Pastor Mark just mentioned that, you know, this will probably start small and develop over time. So uh, Stephen, can you tell me what's the smallest number of people you've ever preached to? Yeah, the, the smallest number of people that I've ever preached to, I think, I don't know the exact number, but I think it was about 12, probably. Um, and the time I'm thinking about when I was in seminary in Chicago, we actually had an opportunity. They did a, uh, every semester they had different mission projects. And one that they went to was the Juvenile Detention Center in Cook County, which is all of Chicago. And in Juvenile Detention Center, I mean, it really looks and feels like a prison, big place. They had capacity for about 650 kids from 10 to 17, something like that. Um, and so I, one time I had been there a number of different times. And one time I had the opportunity to uh, share, um, to preach God's word to the group. So they brought the, the young people in from their pods and I got to share. And I think it was about 12. And one of the cool things about that story is I remember thinking really about how significant the body of Christ was, because before I preach, you know, <clears throat> um, they had, there were two other guys in our group who shared, one shared his testimony. He was a, uh, a guy from Haiti who grew up in extreme poverty. And so he addressed these young guys about, you know, understanding what a difficult life could be like. And then there was a, a, a guy from a Hispanic background who shared a spoken word testimony. And I just observed as they did that before I got up to speak, they changed the perspective of those guys who were, you know, when they first came in, they're sitting back slouched, you know, um, and I just thought <clears throat> these inner city kids um, who, you know, they really, I have nothing necessarily to, to relate to them and how they would have just, you know, looked at me as a kind of a, uh, you know, middle-class white guy from Iowa. Um, but having those other those perspectives and that and that the body of Christ working in those different ways by the time I stood up to to preach God's word um they were attentive to it 
and um, and God moved in that. So I was really thankful for that. Um, so I think that's probably the smallest group that I've preached to um, uh, in terms of that. But I think it's you know it's one of those things you preach God's word in season and out of season. So whether it's two people or three people um, or twelve or seventy five or twelve hundred, whatever it is. Uh, preach the word and, and minister. Sometimes I think in a smaller group, it's a little bit easier because you kind of know, if you know who the people are, you kind of know them. Um, but uh, yeah, I've had the privilege of sharing in different contexts. And the church that I pastored in Michigan was about 65 to 75 on a typical Sunday. So definitely a lot bigger than 12. But in that that kind of setting, you get to really know people. And that's, that's something that's cool too. So I'm excited about the opportunity for planting a church and kind of functioning in that in that way. Okay, we've been talking about church planning. I think I have two more questions left before we conclude here. Um, the first is, what are you asking from the congregation of Fellowship Church? Uh, what are you asking us to do? Um, well, I can start, and then maybe Pastor Mark, you could fill in there. Um, I think what's maybe what's really hopefully come out to people so far in this conversation is that uh, what we're asking the church, the congregation of fellowship church to do is to be the church, to be the body of Christ, um, to be following the Lord in their individual lives, but also then in the, in their group and their lives together. Um, And so in those specific things um, that would be to be prayerful, that would be to continue to be about doing the work, that God has called them to, but also specifically asking them to um, to see, observe me in terms of my serving and ministry over the next uh, months and years at fellowship to confirm God's calling of that, uh, to consider for themselves whether God is calling them to support the church plant. And that could be in different ways. That could be through committing to praying for us. That could be through supporting financially. And that could also be through becoming a part of the church plant. So considering that part of that. Um, but I should mention that, that that's, of course, all voluntary. I've had some questions about that or people that have asked, you know, are we going to be get assigned or something? And I've kind of joked with people, yeah, on the Sunday we're, we're launched, we're just going to count off. And if you're a four, you have to go to the church plant. No. Um, but, but I do want to encourage people to really consider what is God calling you to? Because even though, as I said, it may be a, it probably will be a very, very, very small um, percentage of people who will be directly involved in the church plan. But it's a great opportunity to seek the Lord and say, what is it that I should be, how should I be serving the Lord? What should I be doing in the body of Christ? So it's really, at this point, that's what we're asking. Consider those things and keep functioning as the body of Christ. With whatever God calls you to, in whatever church, do that. And that's, I think, really the specific ask. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, I think that's a good uh, a good exhortation. Um, the when I think about that question for our congregation, I think um, it brings me back to the purpose of why we're doing this this podcast, which is to uh, make the church aware of what it is that we are doing. And so um, I, I would think awareness. Um, but not just awareness from the standpoint of, oh, that's what the church is doing, but, oh, that's what my church is doing 
this is my church. I'm a part of it. Lord, what part are you asking me to play in this? And so this, it's more than just an awareness of something we're doing, but something God is doing <clears throat> in our midst as a church and uh, to just see every person to see themselves as just being willing uh, to be used in the way that God desires to use them as God continues to do this in us and, and among us. Um, I, I think, I think if everybody has that approach, which, which I think goes along very well with what you said, Stephen, um, it is God, God can work with that and can really unify us as a church. I think the, what answering that question from the negative side is what, you know, what are we not asking the church? We wouldn't be asking the church to see this as something that the pastors and the elders and the missions team are doing and, you know, have fun with that guys. And, um, you know, just let us know when, you know, when you're going to launch and, you know, we'll pray for you, but it, it, we want, we want it to be something that the church is really feeling a part of. And, um, and that's, that's as, as a whole church, and that's not necessarily an easy thing to do uh, with a church our size, but that's part of the reason why we're, we're doing what we're doing, you know, now that this part of this is to help people have the opportunity to learn more about what it is that, that God is doing. And the last question, uh, which Stephen, you already talked about uh, needing prayer. So um, how can the people from fellowship be praying for you and, and supporting this process? The first thing I think of is kind of what Pastor Mark just said, and I think that's unity. Um, that's a, an important, it's a huge part of what God wants for his people. Um, and it's an important part of this process. So just pray for that throughout. We've seen it so far, but we know that, that we don't take that for granted. And so we want to make sure that that's part of it. So pray for unity, I think would be a big part of it. Pray for wisdom, for leadership, because this is such a new thing. Um, and we're we're building it out as we go and seeking the Lord for wisdom about that. Uh, how do we make those right steps? And obviously, as you heard from listening through this, a lot of decisions, a lot of things in process. Um, so wisdom in those situations. Um, prayer for God's provision, that he would provide the support and he would provide the people uh, who would be needed to go and do this. I'm also going to say pray for uh, unbelievers that they would come to faith, both in the community that we're going to go to, which we don't know specifically which one it is, but also uh, at fellowship as we talk about this. Because if we're doing what, what God is calling us to do and we're being the body of Christ, I'm convinced that we'll see fruit from that. And so I want to see that taking place um, even now. And so I say that for people to come to know the Lord, for baptisms to take place, those are things that people can pray for. Um, I think some of those, those are some of the specifics. Um, a way they can support, of course, is through prayer. So prayer is greatly appreciated um, through, also can support just through um, seeking the Lord about uh, what part they could play in this if, if God is leading them to support financially. Obviously, starting a new church, when you church plant, you're going to start out where you have, you know, big financial needs and um, low resources from that standpoint. So Right, if that's something that you'd be, uh, God would be leading you to to be able to pro, uh, support financially. That's something that is needed, as well. And then also just seeking the Lord as that question I just said. What is it that that you know to really seek and say? What is it that God is calling me to do? Uh, and 
whatever the answer to that is, we'll be excited about it because that's what that's what God wants for us. And I think that's part of what God is doing through our church in this process. Yeah, and I would say that, um, you know, the there's going to be challenges we're going to be facing as we continue to go through this. So just be, be praying for us as we uh, as we face those to just continue to trust God through it. Um, I would also encourage um, as people are hearing this and, and thinking about it, especially those who are part of Fellowship Church, is if if this raises any questions for you, uh, we, we invite you to ask about it. Uh, certainly, I know Stephen is actually looking for opportunities to, to talk with more people in the church about this. So if you're saying, I don't really understand why we're doing this, and I have some questions, uh, you know, invite you to come and talk with, uh, with Stephen. You can certainly talk with me or any of the other uh, pastors or elders. But <clears throat> again, we, we want this to be something the church as a whole is involved with. Um, the, the missions team is, is aware and is, is, is not just aware, but is actively involved in what it is that we're doing. Um, and so it's, it's really church-wide and uh, we just want everybody to, uh, you know, to feel informed and we're going to do the best we can to be communicating with everyone as we're going through this. So you'll be hearing more about it. And as you hear more, there'll be more opportunities to be praying specifically about some specific things that we'll probably be bringing to the congregation and saying, here's kind of where we are right now. And here's something we're asking prayer for. And, uh, and so we'll be asking for people to just be, you know, aware of that and then to be praying as those, uh, as those needs um, you know, are made known. Okay. Well, Pastor Mark, uh, Stephen, I thank you for the, taking the time to just share with their church on what church planning it is, how the Lord has been working in your hearts, uh, why it is important for our church, um, what the church plan looks like, what the perspective timeline is, what the team would look like, and what is needed. And I thank you for your time. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, it's been great talking about this with you. Yeah, thank you, Frank, for for hosting it and asking the questions and for, for all you're doing as even part of the missions team. So, yeah, thank you.